This podcast contains audio extracted from the Harry Potter Theory Extra YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we'll be discussing whether or not some Patronuses are more powerful than others. But before we can answer this question, we must first review what exactly a Patronus is. As Professor Remus Lupin explains to Harry Potter in his third year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, Patronuses are the result of a witch or wizard casting the Patronus charm, which conjures a kind of anti-dementor, a guardian which acts as a shield between you and the dementor, a kind of positive force, a projection of the very things that the dementor feeds upon, hope, happiness, the desire to survive, but it cannot feel despair as real humans can, so the Dementors can't hurt it. An advanced bit of magic, there are many witches and wizards who have trouble conjuring a Patronus, which is done by using the incantation Expecto Patronum and thinking of a single, very happy memory. When the charm is cast correctly, the Patronus can take on one of two forms, non-corporeal and corporeal. The former resembles wisps of silver, as Harry sees when he's first learning to cast the Patronus charm. The latter, corporeal form, is that of an animal in a silvery, vapor-like state, and the animal associated with each witch or wizard is unique to the person who conjures it. Harry's Patronus, for example, is a stag, whereas Ginny Weasley's is a horse, Luna Lovegood's is a hare, and Albus Dumbledore's is a phoenix. And while the list of possible Patronuses is as long as the number of animals that roam the earth, it would seem that none are unequivocally more powerful than others. Of course, certain Patronuses tend to look fiercer or stronger than others, simply due to the fact that some animals are larger and more powerful, but the physical stature or magical abilities of creatures in real life do not seem to lend themselves to their Patronus likenesses. So, although some witches or wizards may want a certain Patronus, these forms are likely just coveted for their appearances or affiliations with their real-life counterparts it really doesn't seem to have anything to do with power. Instead, the powerfulness of a Patronus relies entirely on the abilities and talents of the witch or wizard casting the charm. For example, if, say, Ron Weasley's Jack Russell Terrier Patronus came up against Professor McGonagall's Cat Patronus, her cat would be much more powerful as proven in their ability to wield this advanced form of magic. He saw Ron's Silver Terrier burst into the air, flicker feebly and expire, now compare that to, she marched towards the door, and as she did so she raised her wand. From the tip burst three silver cats with spectacle markings around their eyes. The Patronuses ran sleekly ahead, filling the spiral staircase with silvery lights as Professor McGonagall, Harry and Luna hurried back down. The final thought I'll leave you with is the fact that some Patronuses reflect strong emotional states and could even change based on intense feelings as Nymphadora Tonks's did when she fell in love with Remus Lupin. Another great example of this is Severus Snape's Patronus being a doe due to his love for Lily Potter. Then, of course, there's Harry's Patronus, which is a stag because his father's was a stag. All of these examples showcase how one's feelings can strongly influence the form of a Patronus, suggesting that the animal it resembles has absolutely nothing to do with its power. It's actually the individual's personality and emotional state that provide the form of each Patronus, and the Patronus itself is only as powerful as the witch or wizard who conjures it. 
And with that, we've come to the end of today's video. What did you think? Do you agree? Please share your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.